0: welcome to the homesville church of the brethren this is the worship service for christmas eve december 24th 2022 in our call to worship. Holy God, we admit we don't fully understand the Christmas story. We are not familiar with angel choruses. We have not walked many miles to be counted in a census, and we don't always hear your voice in our dreams. But we long to hear the story again and again and again. Plant this story of love so deep in our bones that we cannot help but share it from generation to generation. Amen. God of manger straw and swaddle cloth, God of silent nights and angel song, we need this story, this Christmas story. We need the story of ordinary people who were brave. We need the story of love that changed the world. We need the story of angel choruses that give reason to hope and starlight that reminds us to look up. In a battered and bruised world, we gather around your word like people gather around a fire to warm themselves. We need the truth that lies deep in these holy words. So today we pray, scoop out space in us to truly listen. Quiet our minds, open our hearts, kindle the fire. Amen. There is more hope
1: somewhere There is more hope somewhere I'm gonna keep on till I find it There is more hope somewhere there is more peace. Somewhere. There is more joy Some
0: Isaiah 9, 2 through 6. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor you have broken, as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. to Let us pray. Author of our lives, we admit that there is something so marvelous and wonderful about this night, the glow of the candlelight and the familiar hymns, the kids that are wound tight with contagious, joyful energy, the feeling that something we've been waiting for just might be within reach. Joy and hope are in the air, so thick we could almost bottle it up. But we don't want to bottle up this feeling. We want to share it. We want to share the joy of this night with the children of this county. With single parents, with lonely young adults, with our unhoused neighbors, with those who are grieving, with people who couldn't quite make it home for Christmas. We want to share this hope with people who had imagined that this year would be different, that this year they would have what they were looking for. We want to share this night with families who couldn't afford to put much under the tree, as well as with those who are new to this country, fleeing a life that was unsafe or unwelcoming. We don't want to bottle up the magic of this night. We want to share it. We want to pour your good news all over this community. We want to sing like Mary sang until all who are looking for you have found their way home. So help us live like the shepherds who weren't afraid to go and tell the good news. Help us take the words of the angels to heart to not be afraid. Help us to be as trusting as Joseph who chose to believe the impossible. But more than anything, give us the courage and conviction to tell this story. In a hurting world so desperate for hope, we have something to say. Joy and hope are in the air, so thick we could almost bottle it up. But we don't want to bottle up this feeling. We want to share it. So pour out your spirit on this table. Strengthen us from the inside out. As we tell your story of good news, let us once again speak the prayer your Son taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture this evening is Luke 2, 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration, and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. as it had been told them. Generation to generation, we tell this story. Christmas can be a time to tell stories. Generation to generation, we try to open the past and bring it into our present. We tell our children and grandchildren the stories of how things used to be, One thing I particularly remember about Christmas Eve's past is riding in the car after dark heading toward church from the farm. We so seldom went anywhere at night, so the very adventure of riding in the car after dark was a novelty. I remember seeing the lights of Beatrice stretched out like a necklace of diamonds across the horizon. And when we passed the occasional house lit up with Christmas lights, it was such a delight. I remember being just a little bit afraid of the dark as a child. I know my brother John was. Mom remembers still how he did not like to go upstairs to bed. He told her once, to her great amusement, that opening the door to the upstairs let in a burst of darkness. We may be too old now to be afraid of the dark, but we are certainly not too old to be afraid of the darkness of the world and of our own lives. We live in a dark time. The world is full of darkness. I don't need to tell you that. You already know that. Many people, perhaps you or someone you love, are going through a dark time right at this moment. Perhaps like four-year-old brother John, you find yourself once again afraid of the dark, afraid of the darkness of the world and of our own lives. Perhaps you are hoping that someone will close that stairway door and shut out the black void and also the fear that sits in the pit of your stomach. And so we find ourselves once again afraid of the dark while we are living in the dark and we scan the horizon of our lives looking for a glimmer of light, a glimmer of hope, or simply for someone to close the door, shutting out that dark void. This has happened before. It has happened to us and it has happened in the world. In that region, there were shepherds living in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Like us, those shepherds spent a great deal of their lives in the dark. Like now, there was much to be afraid of, both on the hillside outside Bethlehem and in their own lives. Beyond the circle of their campfire, it was hard to know what was going on. The world was full of darkness, voices sounds, and terrors, and so they listened and they watched and they waited for the coming dawn when at last their night fears would be dispelled with the rising sun. Perhaps you can see yourself or someone you love in those shepherds waiting for the darkness to be dispelled by the coming of the dawn. And therein, for me, lies the power of the story of Christmas. Carl Sandburg, in his poem Star Silver, puts it this way, The silver of one star plays cross lights against pine green, And the play of this silver crosswise against the green Is an old story, thousands of years. And sheep grazers on the hills by night watching the woolly four-footed ramblers watching a single silver star. Why does this story never wear out? In Sandberg's poem, those sheep grazers look out into the darkness drawn by the silver of one star. And that, for me, is why the story of Christmas never wears out, because no matter where I look, I find myself. I find myself in the face of those sheep grazers watching a single silver star waiting for the coming of the new dawn and the birth of hope. I find myself in the face of the vagabond mother of Christ and the vagabond men of wisdom all in a barn on a winter night and a baby there in swaddling clothes on hay. Why does this story never wear out? For there, huddled with the vagabond Mother of Christ and the vagabond Men of Wisdom, gazing at the baby in swaddling clothes on hay, I come to see that the night heralds the dawn. The story of Christmas never wears out, not because it is sweet or sentimental or even familiar. The story of Christmas never wears out, even because it fills me with nostalgia of Christmas's past. The story of Christmas never wears out because it is true. The story of Christmas is true because from the dawn of time, women and men have looked out through the darkness of their own lives, searching for the light of hope. In the birth of the baby in swaddling clothes on hay that we celebrate tonight, we have seen that dawn, that hope of a new day, new joys, new possibilities, and with it the promise of Isaiah comes true. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. We live in a particularly dark time right now. The world is full of darkness. Many people, perhaps you or someone you love, are going through a dark time right at this moment. But the promise of Christmas is that in the midst of so much darkness, light will shine. And that, for me, is why this story never wears out. The shepherds on that dark hillside found the light, not in the campfire, but in the dark sky, when the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. There, in the light and the glory of the Lord, the angel spoke words of peace and joy, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy to all the people. It is no accident that the angel of the Lord speaks those same words to us tonight. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. We may live in dark times. We may be afraid of the dark. We may be afraid of the darkness of the world and of our own lives. But the light of Christ shining forth this night from the manger in Bethlehem promises to banish that darkness with the radiance of God's glory. That is the promise of Christmas. It may be dark, you may be afraid, but listen to the angels who say to you, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. The light has come. The babe is born. Christmas is here. God is with you. And the promise of that single silver star shining over that barn on a winter's night long ago heralds the dawn when all darkness, all fear will be driven away. And with the angels, we will sing glory to God in the highest heaven and peace to God's people on earth. And that for me is why this story never wears out. The story we celebrate tonight is the story of light renewed and hope restored, all because a tiny baby was born long ago in Bethlehem. Merry Christmas, everyone. Our world may be dark at the present moment, but Christmas reminds us that the dawn is coming. So let us look expectantly to a new day, new joys, new possibilities, all because Jesus has been born in our hearts and in our world once more. Merry Christmas, everyone. Jesus has been born again, and a new day is dawning. Tell the next generation. Let us pray. O God of every generation, help us to know that in you there is no darkness at all. Let us live in the light of your love and enable us to spread that love from generation to generation. Amen. As we come to our time of communion, you may join with us if you want. You may pause the audio and go find some bread and some juice or something to represent the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Every Christmas Eve, we gather together in this same room to tell the same story of a baby born in a manger. The plot never changes. There are never any surprise twists. So why do we do it? Why do we keep telling this same story? We tell this story because our spirits need to hear it. Over and over again, like water in the desert, we need to be reminded that God has drawn close to this hurting world. We need to be reminded that God just couldn't stay away. This is true on Christmas Eve, and it is true at this table. Every time we gather at this table, we tell the same story. The story of a Messiah who gathered his friends together for one last supper. The story of a Messiah who loved us so much he just couldn't stay away. So, friends, bring the parts of you that feel like the desert. Bring the parts of you that are aching to hear this story again because this good news is for you. On the night that he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, Take, eat, all of you. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us repeat the ancient words as we break the bread together. This bread which we break is the communion of the body of Christ. In the same way, Jesus also took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for many. As we drink this cup, let us repeat together the ancient words. This cup, which we bless, is the communion of the blood of Christ. O God, from generation to generation, we have given you thanks, we have lifted you up, we have shared you with one another enable us to be strengthened by this heavenly food and to share your story with a hurting and darkened world in Jesus name amen silent
1: night holy Sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly
0: peace. Receive the benediction. As you leave this place, may you go knowing that from generation to generation we have been claimed and loved. From generation to generation, God has been by our side. From generation to generation, we are not alone. The God of yesterday and the God of tomorrow knows you by name, loves you, and calls you forth, saying, Go be the person you are called to be, love wildly, do justice, and come back soon. May it be so. Amen.